United States Institute of Peace, along with Sirius XM's POTUS Channel 124, now present their weekly podcast. We're joined now by Heather Ashby, the Senior Program Officer for the Center for Russia and Europe at the U.S. Institute of Peace. Dr. Ashby joined the USIP after seven years with the Department of Homeland Security, where she worked at the intersection of Homeland Security and International Affairs, and she's focused on U.S.-Russia relations at the DHS as well. She joins us here. Heather, welcome and good morning. How are you? I'm doing great. How are you doing? I'm great. Thank you for joining us so much. And um, I appreciate hearing from you today because I've been hearing and I think many of us had about the grain deal pullout. And I I just want to take a step back for a moment and understand more the significance of this decision. Uh, It's a very significant decision, especially when we think about world food prices. Ukraine and Russia are some of the largest exporters of fertilizer, grain, Seeds that go into sunflower oil that are used by countries, particularly in the global south. So by Russia pulling out, it creates more pressure on global food prices. So this decision, though, what what why was this decision made? What is it about? And so the decision was made by Russia. So it didn't involve Ukraine pulling out. The UN created issues for both sides. It was really a sole decision by the Russian government. And they pulled out because they want greater ability to ship its own grain and fertilizer under the agreement. And they also want their agricultural agency reconnected to the global SWIFT financial system. And so those were some of the issues that Russia listed as their justification from pulling out of the grain deal. Is that a genuine argument or disingenuous? It's difficult sometimes to assess the the real motivation, particularly given we're you know well over a year and a half into a war with um, I might say we they of course are into a war with with Ukraine, which is known as the breadbasket of Europe. Is is that a genuine argument? Uh, sort of, in the sense that every nation has their own right to want to export their goods. Leaving that aside, Russia is heavily under sanction justifiably for their legal invasion of Ukraine. And so it's just another Russian negotiation tactic with this agreement to force the parties to agree to lift certain restrictions on Russia, which shouldn't happen because they continue to execute this war against Ukraine. So looking ahead, I mean, there is a Russia-Africa summit taking place later in, I think, next week. Um, and I'm I'm just wondering about that because I there has been the, the grain has an impact obviously globally, but what is the particular relationship in terms of why this Russia Africa summit is happening and what's the impact there? Yeah, I think one of the reasons it's happening now is that Russia wants to further demonstrate that it's not isolated as a result of sanctions, mainly by European countries and Western countries, which includes Japan and South Korea, Australia. And so Russia wants to create this platform to have world leaders come to Russia do the photo op, have these conversations, release a joint declaration that happens at these events to show that Russia is still active on the global stage, still a superpower, and sanctions haven't heavily impacted its economy, which it has. 
So talk to me about the Russia Africa summit is, I don't know that everyone has, um, has heard about this or knows what to expect, but what is it? This is not the first time this has ever happened, but can you give me a little bit of a preview of what to expect and what the, what they're hoping to gain from this? And obviously while many nations are, um, are extending a 10 foot, maybe even a 20 foot pole with Russia, what is the impact that Africa and some African nations are not? Yes, yeah, so this is the second Russia-Africa summit. The last one was in 2019. And so this particular gathering has faced a few hiccups. Uh, most recently, of course, the war in Ukraine, uh, because Russia has challenges being a strong partner for African nations because it has few things they could offer to African countries to meet their needs and the challenges that they're facing. A change in climate, security issues, economic development. Russia is not a powerhouse in that regard in the same way that we think of China providing funding to African countries for development projects. Same with European countries in the United States. And so with this particular summit, what they're going to focus on is security issues of peace, which seems ironic uh, given what Russia is doing now, but it's going to be focused more on the UN system uh, soft power areas of youth and education and economics. There are some challenges in the past with Russia's uh, Africa summit in which they made promises for economic development, which haven't fully materialized, which makes it even more surprising that any African leader would go to this event, not only because of the war in Ukraine, but because Russia hasn't lived up to its previous promises of economic development for African countries. So then why? Is it because it's such a lucrative proposition that they will, that they are a little bit, there is extraordinary leverage from Russia? Uh, I think there is some appeal for Russia. One is looking at how Russia is trying to bypass this pulling out of the grain deal to ship more grain and fertilizers to African countries. And Putin recently previewed that Russia is looking for alternatives and mechanisms to make that possible, whether it's uh, providing grain and fertilizers free or doing that at low cost option. Still unsure of how they will move that grain through because of all the issues with the sanctions and insurance for ships to get to those various ports to share the grain with African countries. The other is even though there's been some challenges with Wagner, Russia has on its government side and not on the private military and security company side, has provided some military training, education, and weapons to African countries. So that is another pill. And Russia has also come out strongly over the years of adding African countries to the UN Security Council and UN reform that are appealing to many African countries to have a greater say in the international system. Have any African nations imposed sanctions on Russia? Uh, not that I can think of. They have come out strongly in UN votes, such as Ghana, Kenya did that. The UN ambassador to Kenya had that famous speech on the eve of Russia's invasion of Ukraine, talking about the need for colonialism to end of what Russia was about to embark on. And so there are countries that have spoken strongly against Russia and have voted in those UN General Assembly votes condemning Russia's invasion. 
which nations are going to be meeting? I mean, as part of this summit, do you, is it is it an overwhelming majority of it? Is it or are there are some that have said absolutely not? Uh, I think it's going to vary. One idea uh, about the attendance is going back to the St. Petersburg Economic Forum that happened last month. And though Russia invited a variety of heads of state from the global south, such as uh, the president of Brazil, none of those people showed up. And so even though invitations were extended to heads of state across Africa, it's still unknown how many will actually show up for this event. I think it's going to be a last minute determination. They're still most likely going to get countries that represent strong partnerships with Russia, such as Algeria. You may get the South African president because we have the BRICS summit coming up next month, Uh, Egypt, as well as looking at more Southern African nations, maybe Central African Republic because of the strong security ties between Russia and the Central African Republic government. But it's hard to see whether the president of Senegal or Ghana or Kenya would travel to this meeting and do that photo op with Putin and participate. Really fascinating. Thank you so much for getting us up to speed. Heather Ashby, everyone, the Senior Program um, Officer for the Center for Russia and Europe at the United States Institute of Peace. Thank you for your time. All right. Well, thank you for having me. Really appreciate it. This podcast has been brought to you by the United States Institute of Peace and Sirius XM's POTUS, Channel 124.